Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Mario Unlimited. I'm Mario Leitao and this is my podcast where everything and anything goes. So this is officially episode two. I've only done one. The previous one was purely, like I said, an introduction. If you haven't heard it yet, go out, go listen to it. Um, I just briefly explain what the podcast is about, who I am, what I do, and that sort of thing. So I'm not going to get into it in this episode. So I would actually say this is my first official full episode without it being an introduction like what my previous one was. But just to carry on a little bit of information, a brief little bit that I'm adding more to last week's episode, I didn't mention why I called my podcast Mario Unlimited. Now the thing is, obviously, my name is Mario, so that's where the Mario name comes in. But Unlimited wasn't the first choice. I actually was thinking of doing, or calling it rather, unedited because I didn't really want to spend much time editing it I wanted it to be um, as original as possible whether there was mistakes in it and you know it would just make it easier firstly to do but also more relatable because that's how things are that's how life is we make mistakes along the way and if it was a live show I couldn't go back and change something I couldn't go back and cut out a piece but I thought against the unedited name because eventually, you know, what happens if I do decide to edit something? What happens if I decide to cut something out? What about the day maybe where I do interview a guest and there's a piece of the interview that we want to edit or cut? Then I'm not going to be sticking to the whole unedited thing. So that's the reason I went for unlimited. It's unlimited in the sense of the content. I did mention it in my first podcast episode, so go give that a listen if you want. But anyway, this should be a much more normal episode, and I'm expecting future episodes to sort of go along these lines. Um, there's nothing set, there's nothing 100% set in stone what it's going to be like, but I'm going to cover one or two topics uh, in much more detail in future episodes, and I'm going to try and do something similar in today's one. And just to give you a feel, I'm going to cover two things. One is about a hidden Facebook invite button. So I'm not going to go very much into detail because it's super easy to explain it. But if you're interested in finding out, that's going to be the first topic I'm going to cover shortly. And then the second one, I was last week having a look at some pricing strategies or pricing techniques. And I thought, you know, let me just cover a couple of pricing tips, tricks, and strategies that people use when pricing products or services. And these are strategies and techniques that get us to buy a product. So that's the second part of the podcast coming up. But before I get into the whole hidden Facebook invite button, just going to cover, you know, this last week has been an interesting week. It's been, it was my birthday. Um, so that was pretty cool. And I share a birthday with Instagram. And then, of course, Instagram, in celebration of their birthday, came out with this option where you could temporarily change the Instagram logo, which is pretty cool. I made a change to mine. And every time I open my phone now and look at the Instagram logo, it's a little bit different. I've, I, I chose the dark one. So it's basically an all black button with just the Instagram logo in white. I think that looks pretty cool. So, yeah, um, have you changed your Instagram logo? If not, you can actually do it. It's not something that's going to be available for a long time. I think they did it in celebration of their birthday. 
So if you want to do it, make sure you update it to the latest Instagram app. And then when you open your settings, if you press and hold down, uh, you know, and scroll down as if pull the screen down, it eventually creates this little pop-up effect, celebration effect, and you can choose from a bunch of different logos there. So that's a cool thing that came out. And then, of course, over the weekend, I watched a bit of soccer, and there were some shocks there. Yo, um, I'm a Manchester United fan, so that game was a little painful. I didn't expect it to be as one-sided. I knew it wouldn't be an easy game, but to lose 6-1 to Tottenham, that was terrible. <laughs> I was watching that game, and at some points I couldn't help even laughing at how the game was being played out. I think we are in for a disaster of a season. But then, I must admit, the game that came afterwards made me feel much better. You know, Manchester playing before Liverpool always gets the Liverpool fans going on and making fun of us. And then they went and lose 7-2 to Aston Villa. So that was uh, awesome to watch. And I think it was a little bit of payback for the Liverpool guys who started making fun a little bit too early. Um, yeah, other than that, it's been a cool past week. And as promised, here's the next episode of my podcast. So coming up next, how to find the hidden Facebook invite button. Sometime back, I actually wrote an article on Medium about it. And I think it was called you know, how to find the hidden Facebook invite button or something along those lines. Let me actually have a look. I do have it open. Yeah, the article was called how to find the hidden invite button on Facebook. Recently, I started working with a new client on a new page. And Facebook now and then tells you about this. You know, there'll be a notification. And when you click on it, it'll say, this and this person liked your post. Invite them to like your page. But it's a thing that Facebook doesn't do all the time. They will now and then tell you about this um, option to invite somebody to like your page. But they don't always tell you how to go about doing it. So if you have an existing page, and if you have received a lot of engagement on posts, or even if you've just received one like on a post, if the person who liked that post is not somebody who already likes your page, there's a way for you to invite them to like your page on Facebook. So how do you do this? When you scroll through your Facebook page's timeline, so this is in the actual page where you are managing the page, or you are an admin to a page, if you scroll through a post and you see when somebody has used one of the reactions on your post, so whether they liked it using that little thumbs up reaction or whether it's that shocked face or the sad face reaction, it'll usually tell you, you know, this and this person liked your post. Or sometimes it will say, you know, this person plus six others liked your post. The way to open up the option where you can actually invite people is by clicking on that number or clicking on those names. So if you've received, you've got a post and on there it's got like, you know, let's say the little reaction with the thumbs up button and next to it it's got a number 12 because say 12 people liked your post. If you click on that number 12, it's going to open up a screen and on that little screen it's going to say invite to like. You're going to see the names of the people that liked that post on Facebook or reacted using one of the other reactions. 
And next to their names, towards the right-hand side, you're going to see a little button that says Invite. If they are somebody who already does like your page, it's going to say Liked. And it's going to be like, not blurred out, but the feature to click on that button is not going to be enabled. But anyone who doesn't already like your page is going to have a button that says Invite. Now all you do is simply click on that invite button and then they're going to be sent some other notification telling them they've been invited to like your page. It's, it's a nice way to try grow your page. I must admit it's not super effective, but there's no harm in doing it. Um, I think conversion rates, oh, if I think, you know, maybe every 10 people that I invite to like the page, maybe I get one out of those 10. But even one extra, you know, this is somebody who's already come across your content. This is somebody who's already liked a piece of content that you have put up there. Why not invite them to carry on liking your page and seeing future content? So I think it's a super cool thing. Um, nothing super fancy, but I just wanted to let you know, there is a way to find what I like to call this hidden invite button. So I encourage you to go through your Facebook posts, go through the page, have a look at all your posts that have received some or other form of reaction, like I say, whether it's the thumbs up or one of the other little reactions that you can choose. Click on the number next to it. So whether only one person liked it or whether you've got like 12, like I gave in the previous example, click on that number, have that screen pop up and then Everyone who has liked your page, or liked that post rather, but hasn't yet liked your page, it's going to have that option to invite them. So go through there, click on invite, and hopefully you get a few more likes on your Facebook page using this little technique and this little hidden invite button. So yeah, that was just something very short. Sometimes I come across little things on social media that could be helpful. And not everyone knows this, you know, and, and I sometimes think if I'm at least sharing it, even if only one person listening to this doesn't know about this and finds it helpful, then that's all I want. You know, if I can help one person or give one person a tip, then that's more than enough for me and I feel happy about that. But enough now about this Facebook hidden invite button. I think we need to get into this pricing tips, tricks and strategies that I mentioned. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I want to just mention a few, about five of them or so, just tell you what they are. Uh, it's a little bit more of a fun thing because I think these strategies, if they do affect us or if they do succeed in making us buy something because it's been used on us, it's something that happens subconsciously. I don't think it's something we look at and consciously think, oh yes, they've now done this and that, and that's the reason I'm going to buy it. No, I think it's something that happens in your brain. It's how we have become accustomed to reading numbers or reading things. It's how we've been accustomed to just consuming things at such a speed that it actually happens subconsciously. So yeah, here's a couple of these pricing tips, tricks, and strategies. I'd be interested, you know, connect with me on social media or if you are on Anchor and you can send through voice notes and that sort of thing to me, it would be interesting to hear what you think about any of these 
Maybe if you have a business, maybe you use some of these in your business. So let's have a look at what these are. So trick number one, I'll just refer to them as tricks, is ending with numbers 99 or 97. Now this is a thing that you see a lot. It's a thing that I come across oh, on a daily basis, even without consciously taking it in. It's a thing that I see in supermarket, you'll see it on supermarket shelves, on supermarket pamphlets where they've got products on special, you know, you'll see it priced $12.99 or $15.99. And it's a little trick because apparently our brain, you know, goes through or looks at a number so quickly that the fact that one of the numbers in front is smaller, so the $2.99 example that I gave you, the fact that that $2.99, the first thing you see is the two, it actually makes it seem cheaper than if you had to go and like price it at three rand or three dollars for international listeners. So pricing something as $2.99, although it's only one cent cheaper, feels so much cheaper than if it was priced at three dollars. Now, I wouldn't say it's something that I've necessarily does it make me think it's cheaper i don't know i think all this stuff happens at a subconscious level and you'll see it on so many prices whether it's a small item priced at 2.99 or 12.99 but it is even used for expensive items you'll look at a car and they'll have the car's price at 499,999 and it just makes it seem a little bit cheaper than if it was priced at 500,000. So that's a little trick. It's not something people use to try and give you one cent or five cent change when you do pay for something. It's actually a trick or a strategy used to try and make a price seem cheaper than it is. The second one, a little bit related to this one, is the thing of removing the comma. So now this is more relevant in more expensive priced items so not the 2.99 example because you know 2 rand 99 or 2 dollars 99 if you take the comma away it's going to look like 299 so that's not what i'm talking about but i'm talking about an expensive item say something that's priced at 2599 rand or 2599 dollars Sometimes when that number is written out, they put a comma. So it'll be 2,599. And apparently something as simple as removing that comma, so just having it at 2,599, it'll just make that price seem lower. It's strange. You know, this idea of um, just removing a comma and how that can make a difference. And actually related to this, I'm not even going to, you know, this wasn't one that I had actually written down or thought to cover. But even removing the currency symbol. If you only sell products locally in your own country or in your own city and you, you remove the symbol of the currency. So say now you are in the States and you're selling something for $2.99. If you remove the dollar sign, if you just put it as $2.99, apparently that's also pretty effective. So, yeah, give it a try. It would be interesting, you know, if you use any of these techniques, give them a try in your product. If you're not already implementing them, I'm sure you might be. But 
yeah, it would be interesting for you to give them a try. The reason why I mentioned only selling local products, it's because when it comes to selling international, that can be extremely confusing if you drop the currency. So that's not going to be effective for international. I mean, I'm based in South Africa and our currency is called rands and the symbol is with an R. So, you know, it would be two rand 99. Rand is our currency. If I now am going to drop the R and I'm just going to put it 299 and I am selling this product online or say like one of my services that I offer for 999 Rand. Now, if I drop the R and I go and advertise it online and I just advertise it as 999 to someone in the States that looks at this number, it's going to look like $999, which is way more expensive than 999 Rand. So, that's only something you can do locally, but by all means, give it a try, you know, drop that one cent at the end or drop the comma and drop the currency. So that sort of falls into, you know, tricks one and two that I mentioned. The third one is if you use a word that makes it seem small. So this is like more where you are describing your product. And the example I came across was online. It's actually got a little picture of a car and there's two, let's say, billboards or two advertising boards near it. One of them says high performance and the other one says low maintenance. So using the word low, because you're referring to maintenance, low maintenance will make this car seem more appealing to somebody than advertising it as high performance and just that little change in words can make it seem better can make it seem of actually more value so chances are the car advertised low maintenance will sell better than the car advertised as high performance i don't know how you could maybe use it in your workplace i just felt it was interesting when it comes to the fourth tip this one is where you create a sense of urgency. Now, I find this one many, many times, especially with online ads or products. Even when I go and look at a place like locally, we've got an online store called Take-A-Lot. They don't really do that. But when I look at like Amazon, for example, they'll often have, you know, only two left in stock. That creates a sense of urgency. Now, it's likely that they only have two in stock, but maybe they've got 30 in stock and they've just created this into their program to give you the sense of urgency, to give you the sense of, sure, there's only two items left. I better buy this now. And it's words like that, you know, it's numbers like that where they say only two left. Um, the other time where this comes into place, uh, using the words limited time only. So, you know, you see an online seminar or an online course that you want to take, for example, and it will tell you, you know, this course is available for a limited time only. It creates urgency. It makes you want to buy or to sign up almost immediately because what if you miss out? And it goes the same both ways. So either 
done by numbers, you know, saying there's only so many left, done with wording to say for a limited time only, or available today only, or one day only. All those ideas, when it makes it seem scarce, when it makes it seem like it could be taken away, you're going to lose out this opportunity. If you don't jump in right away, that creates urgency and that's an effective strategy when it comes to a product or a service that you are selling. And then last but not least, it's actually one that I've called or written down as decoy pricing. Now this is something I come across especially at cinemas. I think that's one of the best at a cinema. I would also think at a coffee shop, a takeout coffee shop like Starbucks, for example. They use decoy pricing on a product. And this is where they will price two, let's say two different size products, so closely priced that you almost find it pointless to buy the cheaper one and you'll automatically go for the bigger one. So the example that I use with the popcorn, and this is also, you know, I'm looking at a picture of, of one now online while I was reading up about these, and I used the word decoy pricing exactly from this website too. And on this example, they've got the smallest popcorn is labeled as $4. The medium-sized popcorn is labeled as $8. And then the big one, is labeled $8.50. So now, you know, when I go to a cinema, I don't go for the small popcorn because if I do, I'm done before the trailer is even, before the trailers and the previews for the new movies are even finished. So I'll always go for medium most likely. But when faced with this sort of pricing, medium is $8 and large is $8.50. Why would you actually go for the medium? Why would anyone go for the medium? That more expensive one is only 50 cents more expensive and you're going to get so much more for it. So automatically you go for the bigger one. And the same thing happens, like I say, at a coffee shop. Since COVID and since this whole lockdown thing, I haven't been out to a takeout coffee shop like that. But, you know, we get three or four different sized products and three or four different sized options when you look at a coffee and you look at the pricing. Well, the small one is one thing, but when the medium and the large one are so closely priced, more often than not, you're actually going to go for the more expensive one. I mean, it's a small price to pay for so much more. Why wouldn't you do it? And this is also something that's extremely effective, I think, for businesses. And it's something that I think could easily be implemented or incorporated into probably your business or your products and your services. So yeah, these are just a few that I decided to cover. There's a whole bunch more on this website that I'm looking at. Actually, I think there's 29 um, tips and tricks that they use to make people buy more or to make a price seem better. It's something you might want to read up more on. I think it could be helpful, especially if you own a business, if you are pricing products. I know I'm going to use a few of these. I, I'm already using a few of these even before I came across these articles. And why not? If something is going to help you sell more, if something is going to help you sell a product better or a service better, why not give it a try? What do you have to lose? I honestly think there's nothing to lose.
So those are the few pricing tips, tricks, and strategies that I just wanted to mention today. Um, again, not a super long episode, but at least I covered two different things. I plan to keep my show structure more or less like this for future shows too. And yeah, I'm glad to have you guys listening to me. Over the last week, the podcast has become available on so many more different platforms. In the beginning, when it got launched, it was literally only on Anchor. And I think on that exact same day, it went on to Spotify, which was pretty cool. Now I'm on a bunch of more. I'm on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, uh, Radio Public. So I think pretty much everywhere. I think I'm not on Apple Podcasts yet. They haven't notified me. And I do believe that's one that takes a little bit longer before you would eventually get accepted or put onto Apple Podcasts. But that's probably one that's um, that I just haven't yet made the cut for. Other than that, I'm also going to put up some stuff on my Facebook page. It's still currently empty. But if you go and have a look for the show on Facebook, search Mario Unlimited, you'll see the same image that I use for the podcast here will be on Facebook. So by all means, like my Facebook page, connect with me, send me messages, tell me if there's any topics or something you'd like me to cover or talk about on the show. That would be cool. I obviously have my own ideas, but you as a listener is what's important. So if you do have anything you'd like me to cover, it would be good to hear from you, and I'd be happy to do that. So please follow me as well. I'm on social media. My I'll put my Instagram and Facebook and Twitter handles in the description, in the podcast description. So if you do go on there, you'll search for at Mario Leitao SA. My surname's a bit difficult, so you might not just find me, but go look at the description and check exactly the spelling and connect with me everywhere. I'm, I think, more active, or I'm currently using Instagram perhaps a little bit more than everywhere else, but I'm every day checking in everywhere. Social media is my job at the moment, so I need to be everywhere. So if you prefer Facebook, connect with me there. Otherwise, let's uh, connect on Instagram or on Twitter. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you get a bit of a better feel what future episodes will be like. And I can't wait to record my next episode for you guys. So, yeah, keep well and listen out for my podcast next week. Until then, bye.